The Way of Mastery, Book One, The Way of the Heart, Lesson Eight, Dropping Pebbles into the Pool of Awareness. As always, I come forth as your equal to abide with you, to walk with you, to communicate with you from that mind and that heart which we eternally share as one, that mind which is alone the reality of our shared sonship, our shared existence. As always, I come forth in joy and also with humility, for I cannot join with anyone unless they provide the space within their consciousness and bid me enter therein. Therefore, understand well that when I come to abide with you, I come with a humility born of the recognition of the great mystery that has given you your existence. That mystery I have called Abba, Father. Why? You have not come forth from some mechanical, unthinking force. You have come forth from pure intelligence. You have come forth from pure love. You have come forth from a source beyond all comprehension. You have come forth from the radiance of a light so bright that the world cannot see it or contain it. You have come forth from that which alone is eternally real. Because you have come forth from it, you are one with it, always. This means that you abide in a relationship, created to creator, offspring or child to parent, that is so intimate, a bond so deep, that it cannot be broken at any time. As a wave that arises from an ocean cannot be separated from the ocean itself, so too, in each and every moment in your experience, do you abide in a union so powerful, so mysterious, so intimate and immediate that the mind cannot comprehend it. This union connects you as the created with the mystery beyond comprehension that contains every drop of wisdom and intelligence necessary to create consciousness itself. Consciousness, the power to be aware, the power to choose, is what you truly are. If this source, this mystery, can birth this most fundamental aspect of creation, does it not deserve to be called Abba or Father, that which creates like unto itself? Can you then begin to feel, to know, not just as an intellectual idea, but as a lived reality, a knowingness, that if you are aware in this very moment, it is because you are one with the source of all creation and cannot be separated for it, from it in any way or at any time. Fear, as we have said many times, is like a contraction. Again, if you were to imagine a wave arising from the ocean, and then going into contraction because it thinks it is separated from its source, that contraction literally squeezes the life, the very flowing waters, out of the wave. Could that wave possibly continue when its very life force has been squeezed from it? Does it not then become mere drops of water, fading from view, only to dissolve back into the ocean itself? 
its radiance lost, never to be seen again? If it were possible for the wave of your consciousness to truly have its life force squeezed out of it, you too would fade away as droplets returning to the ocean, never to be remembered or seen again. Listen, and listen well. That would be death. But in reality, you are alive, always. Even when you have identified yourself with the great constriction that fear is, your fears have never been able to squeeze out of you the great life force, the great reality, and the great gift of awareness. You have, therefore, never ceased to be. There has never been a time that you have not existed, and there will never be a time when you will cease to be. You are, therefore, very much like a wave that has begun to arise out of an unseen ocean, and as it gains momentum, it moves across the surface of a planet. Like the wave, you are in continual movement. Moving where? Into a forever extension of your awareness itself into a forever extension of whatever you choose to pick up along the way and make a part of yourself, into a forever extension that will carry you into the experience or the fruits of the very thoughts you have held onto as your own. Therefore, understand well, right now, in this lived moment, wherever you are, whatever you are experiencing, all that you see, all that you feel, all that you know, all that you seek to avoid, and all the things you value and devalue, all things are contained within your awareness. For if they are not found there, they do not exist for you. Therefore, look upon that which resides within your awareness, within your consciousness. What are the things that you know that you know? What are the things that you would avoid? What are the feelings that you have not explored? What are the objects, the people, the places, the values you strive for that seem to thrill even the cells of the body? What is the body itself, if not that which arises within your awareness? Look at the planet around you. Look at every object in your room. Look at every thought you choose to think. Look at the perceptions and ideas that you defend so vociferously. Look at the thoughts and the feelings of others that make you cringe or wish to withdraw from them. These things abide within you, like the very power or life force of the wave that has arisen from the ocean. All of these things you have picked up along the way, and the way has been very long and varied indeed. If you can imagine never ceasing to exist, it means that you have been as a wave of awareness passing through every time frame, every planetary system and every dimension of creation. Along the way, one thing has remained constant. You have been in constant relationship with all of creation. Oh yes, you may select out a few people, a few objects, a planet, a dimension, and a focus, and focus all of your attention there. Att 
intention is nothing more than the decision of what you are going to use the power of your awareness to focus on. It seems that you have excluded everything else, but that is like an optical delusion of consciousness. While it is very true that you have selected out aspects of creation to focus your attention on, yet underneath, in the depth of the wave that is unseen by the physical eye, unseen by your conscious awareness or your day-to-day -day mind, you have remained in perfect communion with all of creation. You are, therefore, in relationship with all created things, and there is a communication that occurs without ceasing. Imagine being able to look into the air of your planet and to literally see the radio waves, the television waves and all of the electrical waves that keep bouncing back and forth across your planet. This is what you swim in daily. Your consciousness pervades this field of vibrations. You only experience what you have chosen to create. You are the one who selects out what you are going to be aware of, what you are calling into your lived experience. You select what is going to make an imprint upon you. Imagine then a pool of clear, still water. Into it, you drop a solitary pebble. From the pebble, there radiate waves. This is what is occurring constantly in the field of your wave of awareness. As you have attracted to yourself certain persons, places, things, objects, and above all, thoughts, beliefs, and perceptions, you have dropped them like little pebbles into the clear still pool of your vast and eternal awareness. What you experience are the effects or the ripples of those pebbles. They literally join with the other ripples that you have created. As these ripples move out and touch one another and come back to you, this is the field of creation that makes up your physical third dimensional reality. You are, therefore, never experiencing anything except what you have chosen to create through your selection of the pebbles that you have dropped into your field of awareness. You literally never experience a solitary thing you do not experience objects. What you experience is the effect of a thought or a belief in objects. You never experience another person, for they are also made up of a whole web of vibrations. You could say that each person, each object, is really a field of relationships, unique and seemingly different from you but a web of relationships nonetheless. For what child can be separated from their parents, from their cultural background, from the unique experiences that, that they have had as they have interacted with the webs of relationships that have been around them since the moment of their conception? What kitten can be separated and singled out from the matrix of its mother and father? What leaf on a tree is separate from the temperature of the air, the quality of water and nutrients that come to it from the very soil of the earth? Everything is a web of relationship. All webs are in relationship with all other webs and they become grander and grander and grander ad infinitum. 
You are a web of relationships out of which you have selected certain pebbles, whether they be thoughts or perceptions or experiences, and you have dropped them into the still clear pool of your awareness in order to create even more ripples. Then you have chosen which ones will have the greatest value for you. These you lock into your being and they become your emotional field. The emotional field is the first level of crystallization of the body. From the emotional field, a further crystallization creates the appearance of a physical form. It is that which you push around the planet in your very temporary third dimensional form of attention, while all around you, and just beneath the level of your conscious daily awareness, you remain in communication with all webs of relationship throughout all dimensions of creation. It is for this reason that an inspiring thought can come suddenly to you and penetrate your daily awareness, and you wonder, where did that thought come from? Or, as suddenly, a picture appears in your mind. It could be of anything. A man and a woman making love. A man and a man making love. A child playing in a park. A dolphin. Or a picture of conflict or war. Where did it come from? Because you live in perfect communion, and you are like a grand field of energy in which all webs of relationship are reverberating constantly, you actually have access to the complete entirety of creation. And this entirety of creation is not limited to what is occurring now, as you understand time. You have available to yourself everything which you would call the past and the future. These things are available to you at all times. There is not one of you who has not experienced this for yourself. Perhaps you suddenly thought of a friend and then the telephone rang and you knew it was that friend. It makes no sense in your causal third dimensional plane, but because underneath, even though your conscious mind was busy making breakfast and wondering about which stocks to buy and sell or which perfume to put on the body, you remained in perfect communion. It is why, when there is a deep resonance between friends separated by thousands of miles, all of a sudden you know they need you to call them. You feel a sense of concern. Maybe they just stub their toe, but you pick up the vibration. You all live this. You all know this. There is no secret about it. What I would seek then to attract to your attention what I would seek then to attract your attention to is one of the pebbles that has been dropped into the field of your awareness, which is generally true for virtually everyone involved in the third dimensional experience called physicality. Imagine a sentence being dropped from a vast height, picking up speed until it strikes the still pool of your awareness and sends a ripple out creating a vibration through you. The sentence is simply this. It is not possible for me to have complete mastery over which pebbles are dropped into my awareness.
for I am at the mercy of the vibrational field set up by the ripples of all of the thoughts and webs of relationships in which I swim constantly. That perception is absolutely true as long as you choose to believe it. That perception or belief is absolutely laughable and powerless as soon as you choose to acknowledge that this is so. What is the point of that? It is simply this. If you would choose to awaken wholly, if you would choose not just to be a wave that has mysteriously arisen from the ocean, if you would choose to be more than just another soul that has arisen from the mind of God and is somehow crashing about through the universe, it is absolutely necessary to own as your own the pebble that drops into the still clear pool of your awareness with the thought, I am the one who chooses the effects I experience. I alone interpret all neutral relationships or experiences. I alone place the value upon objects, things, thoughts and belief systems. I alone am the literal creator of my moment to moment experience. This, as you can see, changes everything. Never again can you allow yourself to feel as though you are merely a victim of unconscious forces. Never again can you look out beyond yourself and find fault with another. Never again can the energy of blame be projected from you to be dumped upon another. Never again can the energy of judgment hold sway in your holy mind. This thought this one singular pebble dropped into the still pool of your awareness is absolutely essential if you would decide to awaken wholly. And that is what this lesson is about. You are not a victim of the world you see. Though you would hear the word, that which carries the vibration of truth, many times it can be denied as many times as it, is, as it is heard. You can choose to not allow it to settle deep into that pool of awareness so that it affects every drop of water that makes up the wave that you are. You can hold on to the hope that you are still a victim of the world that you see, that events hold some value in themselves that do not come from what you place upon them. As long as you choose to deny the world, you cannot be set free. For the mind that chooses, in even a small part, to perceive itself as a victim of its world of experience, remains powerless. It remains in a state that generates frustration, weakness, fear, self-doubt, unworthiness, suffering, pain, emotional pain of aloneness or separation from others and lack of fulfillment. Ultimately, it generates the echo of the belief that you have been squeezed so tightly by fear that you are literally separated from the ocean of the mind of God. 
Awareness is all that you have and all that you are. Out of your use of it comes all that you choose to experience. And out of that comes your decision of how you will experience what you have called to yourself. In truth, and please listen well, no experience you have ever had has defined you or identified you. No experience you have ever chosen to create, to call to yourself and then to value as you valued it has ever made your, you higher than or less than anyone else, not even me. Although there are many who still need to believe that I am far beyond them, no experience you have ever had has proved your unworthiness to be supported, to be loved by your creator. Therefore, you remain as you are created to be, a wave filled with the very self-same power as the ocean itself, a wave, a soul, a web of relationships arising from the holy mind of God, with the momentum to flow on forever with the freedom to create by deciding which vibrations you will allow to settle in and become a part of you, which thoughts you will defend, which perceptions you will cleave unto. You are then eternally a creator. And this is the one thing that you have no free will about. You can never decide to be a non-participant in the very mystery of creation's extension. When you hold the thought, I refuse to participate in God's creation, you've literally created the perception, the experience of yourself as being outside or separate from creation itself. You have created the insane emotion of trying to separate the wave from the ocean itself. And you will create the perception of separation, even though nothing in reality has been affected. Why is this important? Because, you see, the process of healing is not difficult. It requires only your willingness to accept that you are the effect of the creator's desire to create like unto itself. Just as a wave is the effect of the ocean's desire to express itself in a new way, a new form, and to bring a uniqueness to every wave that arises from its mysterious depths. Surrender, then, is the process in which you finally relent you give up resisting the fact of your very existence. You stop whining about it. You stop lamenting it. You stop worrying about it. You make the decision to get on with being alive. And what is alive about you is going to be alive forever. There is no place to hide and nowhere to go. Creating as Christ. When you drop the pebble into the mind, I am not a victim of the world I see. I am a ceaseless creator made and of one substance with my creator itself. Then, indeed, the questions begin to take a different shape.
You begin to use the power of your awareness to deliberately and selectively choose which vibrations, which webs of relationship you are going to pull into your field of awareness, which ones you are going to resonate with and which ones you are going to let dissolve from your mind, from your awareness. If you have held onto a thought of smallness, a thought of lack or a thought of powerless, now you begin to see that it is perfectly neutral. It is perfectly safe to look upon everything you have ever created and experienced and say, it is very good and now I am done with it. What's next? What pebbles can I drop into my holy mind in this very moment? Can I look upon the current experience I'm having and see that it's nothing but the effect, the ripple of a pebble or a thought that I dropped into my mind so long ago that I don't even remember it? Can I look upon those events that are unfolding around me? And if they are unfolding in your body, trust me, that is still around you. For you are much more than just the body. Can I begin now? Am I willing now to drop a different pebble into the still and infinite clarity of the pool of awareness that is what is alive about me always? Dare I think a different thought? Dare I drop such a pebble into my consciousness? So what pebbles could they be? I think I'll become a world saviour, a Christ. What would that be like? What vibrations would I need to let go of out of my life and which ones would I need to open to? What would it feel like? What would I see as I look out through the field of my awareness at creation? I think I'll allow myself to be able to commune with any web of relationship, any soul, any being that exists on any plane of creation. Why? Perhaps I'll even allow myself to know that I can be in communication with Jeshua. How wealthy can I become in this third dimensional reality? How many golden coins could I possibly create in order to give them away to others? How many places on the planet could I take the body to in the span of one short physical life? How many beings could I say, I love you to? How big can I make my heart be? How deep can I experience peace? The realm of possibilities is as infinite as you are. The ones you select and choose are the ones that will create the webs of relationships that you will call your life, your experience, even right down to the quality of how you will experience the transition, mistakenly called death, in your world. Would you call it a death when you leave one room and close the door behind you and step into another room? Of course not. You just say, I was there, now I am here. That is all that truly occurs when the molecules you have called to yourself are unglued because you release your value of them and their constituents, their parts, dissolve back into the dust or the energy field of the planet. You merely leave one room and step into another. What I call you to in this lesson is this, to be willing to allow the pebble to be dropped into your field or pool of awareness
that carries the energy of the thought. From this moment forward, I elect to birth a Christ and thereby learn what Christ is. And your experience becomes the unfolding learning of what Christ is. When that learning completes itself, you discover that what you have learned is what you are created to be. You have returned full circle. The prodigal son or daughter, journeying through the field of all possibilities, has returned as the awakened Christ and has taken up his or her rightful place at the right hand of the Creator. What does all that symbolism mean? It just means that you finally think only with your right-mindedness. You think as God thinks, and God thinks lovingly. God thinks infinitely, timelessly, patiently, certainly, and above all, God thinks playfully, full of play. When you feel such love and such joy welling up within you that you can hardly contain it, do you not start dancing and moving the body about, saying, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with all this energy? And you call your friends and say, let's have a party. Let's go to a movie. Let's create a delicious feast. Who can I write a letter to? Oh, who can I send flowers to? Do you not become caught up in the desire to let some energy expand out of you to touch all parts of your creation? Well, imagine being God, infinite, vast, without a top or a bottom or a left or a right, filled with nothing but pure, unconditional, radiant love. Can you imagine being able to contain yourself and say, oh, well, I think I'll just sit here in this and not let anybody notice it. <laughs> no, God said, let there be light. And it was very good. God looked upon all of creation, which literally means not just this planet, but all of the infinite number of creations of dimension upon dimension upon dimension and all little webs of relationships called souls that he brought into existence in one split second and said, Lo, it is very good. This is my play, my joy and my love and my aliveness have poured forth and overflowed my grand being and brought forth into manifest creation you. You, each and every one of you, are made of the very substance of that overwhelming love and playfulness that has the power to create infinitely and thereby to extend creation itself. That is who you are. That is where you find yourself now and now forever and you will never escape it. Creating Mastery Mastery comes when fear has been completely dissolved. Fear is, not, is dissolved not by fearing it, not by hating it, not by judging it, but by, looking, by being looked upon with perfect innocence. 
embraced in the same way that a scientist would watch the ripples of a little pebble that has been dropped into a pool of water to see how they have created other ripples and other temporary disturbances in the field or the surface of the water. <clears throat> As you look within and notice the things you have become afraid of and how fear has constricted your creativity, your joy, your playfulness and your unlimitedness, you merely look with innocence and wonder and say, Oh, I see how that ripple has affected the creation that I call my life. Do I like it? Not anymore. Good. I think I'll be rid of that. What can I replace it with? Mastery is a state in which you have embraced yourself as a ceaseless creator and assumed complete responsibility for everything that comes into the field of your awareness without judging it, so that you can simply decide whether it is going to stay or be dissolved in its effects. Mastery is fearlessness. That is, you no longer fear the infinite creative power of your perfect union with God. I and my Father are one, is the one expression of mastery. If I, who uttered those words so long ago in your experience of time, can demonstrate to anyone who will look that consciousness transcends the limited beliefs about the body, life and death, that the world seems so determined to defend at all costs, if I can demonstrate that only love is real, if I can demonstrate the power to communicate with minds across creation, if I can bring forth creations by joining with other minds who may temporarily think they are just a body, such that written words fall upon a page and the page becomes part of a book that you are now reading, such that your heart is touched at just the right time. If I can do these things, so too can you. And indeed, greater things than these shall you do. Beloved friends, is it not time to assume complete responsibility for the grand freedom that has been imparted to you by Abba, Father, Creator, Source of your being? Is it not time to begin spending time disengaging from your entangled view that holds you to believe that what you feel and what you think is the effect of all of the energies and things that are coming at you from around you? Is it not time to begin to use time to decide which pebbles you will drop into the field of your awareness consistently, day by day, hour by hour, and even breath by breath? For these things create your tomorrows, and you cannot ever escape the reality that you are and always will be in the process of creating your tomorrows. Death will never separate you from it. Denial does not change it. You are free to decide what your tomorrows will be through the act of seeking first the kingdom. 
This means to rest into that inner silence in which you know that you are a wave having arisen with perfect momentum out of the depth of the ocean of God's holy mind and that you carry within you and that what you carry within with you is the result of the thoughts and the beliefs and the perceptions like pebbles that you have dropped into the wave of your awareness. This very process is what created you. And this very process is how you have always created. If you have ever received an education, how did you end up with your body in a classroom? Did somebody kidnap you and sit you down and say, here, you must learn these things. No, you first held a thought, a picture, and you placed a value upon it. And you attracted the means that carried you into that lived experience of receiving the education that you had decided upon. What relationship have you ever entered out of lack of awareness? None. You dropped the pebble into the mind that said, I want relationship with another being, another body, another place upon the physical planet. You have always been doing it and you have always experienced the fruit or the effect of the quality of vibration of the pebble that has created the ripples that have become your experiences. In reality, your experience, that is, your awareness, what is true about you, is no different than what is true about me. The only difference has been that I learned to train myself hour by hour to drop only unlimited pebbles that send out vibrations of unconditional acceptance and love, forgiveness, unconditional and unbridled vision and revelation, while you have selected to do that only a few times. Then you rush back and pick up the pebbles of unworthiness or limitation or lack or fear or smallness and you drop 10 or 12 quick ones in. Then you go back to the other cupboard and say, hmm, here's the pebble that says, I and my father are one. Oh, had enough of that. And back you go again. While I stay on this side of the fence saying, I and my father are one. I and my father are one. I am an unlimited being forever. How many universes can I be the savior of today? You on the other hand have said, that sounds very good. I and my father are one. Oh, here's a pebble that says my car needs to break down today. This is all there is. Which side of the fence are you going to sit on and drop the pebbles from? Which tree will you eat the fruit thereof? The tree of knowledge of good and evil? Use that symbolism well. For when you drop the pebble in the pond, it is like saying, well, I think I will take a bite of this piece of fruit. Oh, but it's so sweet, it's so good and so perfect. I better have a bite of the rotten one too to balance it out. The tree of good and evil, positive and negative, unlimitedness and limitation, forgiveness and judgment, love and fear, 
is like holding a beautiful flower and seeing the petals and saying, oh, it's so beautiful. I can't quite take it. So I think I'll prick my finger on the thorn and bring myself back down. No one ever told you and your creator never insisted that you eat of the tree of good and evil. For all good fruit has been given to you freely and you are always free to choose which fruit you will eat thereof. I and my father are one. What a blessed creation. I have been having so much fun as this wave. Yes, I see what I have carried along with me. Well, it was fun. I gained a few things. Now what's next? Unlimitedness. Kablunk. Perfect love. Kablunk. Wealth. Kablunk. The ability to heal. Kablunk. 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 Oh yes, I see that little pebble over there sitting on the shore that I have picked up a million times. Unworthiness. Kablunk. But no more. Be done with you. I and my father are one. I and my father are one. Father, create through me the good, the holy and the beautiful. For this is the reason for my being. How big of a wave can I become? How powerful can I become? How radiant can I become? How much of you can I express through me? Kaplunk. Remember well, you are creating your tomorrows now. And what you experience never comes to you from outside of yourself. If you worry over a lack of golden coins, kaplunk, and you begin to attract the vibrational ripples that will seem to picture back to you, reflect back to you, the truth that you have chosen to believe. I live in lack and can't get out. Kaplunk, I can't possibly talk to Jeshua. I'm not worthy. Kaplunk. And the vibrational waves that come to you are the static that restricts your ability to transcend the third dimension and plug into others. So that even if I yell and shout, hey, I'm talking to you, listen. Your mind says, that's not possible because I've dropped a rock in Kaplunk that says it's not possible and therefore I do not hear a thing. Do you begin to get the picture? Do you begin to feel in the core of your beingness the essence of this lesson's message? You cannot escape being what you are created to be. In each and every moment, you are literally using that ceaseless and unlimited power to create and you remain perfectly free at any time to create anew. What, will you, what you will experience in your tomorrows is only the effect of which pebbles you are choosing to drop into the field of your awareness as thoughts now. So the only question is this, am I, as a creative being made in the image of God, willing to deliberately consciously and actively choose being responsible for which thoughts, which pebbles are dropped into my mind in each moment. If the answer is yes, ask, 
What do I want the new pebbles to be? What vibrational qualities will I call to myself and thereby create my tomorrows? Anytime you react to what you believe is outside of yourself, you may be absolutely positive of this. You have elected to pick up that old pebble that says, I'm a victim of the world I see. What I experience is caused by forces outside of me. The fault really is in my mother, my brother, my father, my partner, my child. The fault really is in the government and the planet and the quality of air. The fault really is from a source outside of me and I have no choice but to react to it. To which I can only say, would you rather be right or happy? Indeed, beloved friends, consider well the essence of this lesson's message. For upon this, we will begin to build as we move towards the ending of the way of the heart. This is but a foundation from which those that are willing can spring forth into a grander dimension, a grander experience of living as a deliberate co-creator with God. But it all begins with a need to be responsible for owning the truth of the message of this lesson. For without that, there can be no change in your consciousness and, therefore, in what you will experience in your tomorrows. So if there is something in your present that makes you shudder just to think what is waiting for you, if you once again deny choosing this responsibility and the power that comes with it. I beg your pardon. So if there is something in your present that makes you shudder just think what is waiting for you if you once again deny choosing this responsibility and the power that comes with it. Beloved and holy friends, remember that I come not to bring peace to the world, but to shake it up so that those beings that make up the world can discover where true peace is truly hidden within themselves and where heaven abides within themselves and where Christ lives within themselves. Peace then be unto you always. Amen.